tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Patricia Elsie Tuttle, and I've been thinking about 525,600 e-books, 525,000 library loans, 525,000 recommendations. I should be reading the books that I own. This is episode number 249 and a half, and today I'm going to talk about a couple backlist titles that are by trans slash non-binary authors featuring trans slash non-binary characters. Before I get to my backlist book picks, let's hear from today's sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by National Geographic Books. The Cave is the incredible memoir of Imani Balur, a young doctor and activist who ran an underground hospital in Damascus, humanizing the enduring crisis in Syria. The only woman to have ever run a wartime hospital in Syria, she saved many from the atrocities of war while having to face the patriarchal conservatism around her. Amani Balor is a game changer. Listen, she will be remembered as one of history's greatest. She's a passionately committed humanitarian, and she is determined to help others escape the horrors that she survived. Make sure to pick up the memoir, The Cave by Amani Balor and Rania Abuzaid for a memoir that expands on the 2019 Oscar nominated film by the same name, which documents her experience running the hospital, shielding children from horrific sarin attack, losing colleagues, trying to employ more women in the hospital, and eventually leaving and becoming a refugee. So make sure to read about this amazing woman. And thanks again to National Geographic Books for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of Anita De Monte Laughs Last by Sochil Gonzalez. So this is one of my most anticipated books of the year. It follows two women of color who are in the art world, but who also kind of sit outside of it because of a lack of privilege. So the story is told from both of their perspectives and it moves back and forth through time. So in 1985, Anita DeMonte is a rising star in the art world and she's found dead in New York City, right? And then in 1998, Raquel, a third year art history student, becomes involved with an older, more privileged art student and finds herself rising up the social ranks as a result. But then she also stumbles upon Anita's story and she sees parallels between Anita's story and her own. So Anita DeMonte Laughs Last is a propulsive, witty examination of power. Make sure to pick it up. And thanks again to Flatiron Books, publisher of Anita DeMonte Laughs Last by Sochil Gonzalez for sponsoring this episode. Hi, everyone. I hope that you've had a great week. As of the recording of this, I have had three late nights in a, in a row. And by late night for me, that's like up till midnight because I am a grandpa and I go to bed at like nine o'clock in the evening. But I got to go to the 35th anniversary 
showing of Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And then Paul Rubens came out and talked about the making of the film and they showed old MTV footage and that was super cool. And then the other thing I got to go to was John Cameron Mitchell, who wrote Hedwig and the Angry Inch, did the maybe 25th-ish anniversary tour of that show. And that was phenomenal as well. And I realized, oh, I need to go see more theater because that sparks joy. Anyway, books, books. Again, this theme is backlist titles, of course, by trans slash non-binary authors featuring trans slash non-binary characters. For my first pick, I chose As the Crow Flies by Melanie Gilman. As the Crow Flies is a graphic novel form of the webcomic by the same name. This Stonewall Honor book is about Charlie, a black, queer 13-year-old who is guilted by her parents into staying at an all-white Christian youth backpacking camp. When Charlie's parents drop her off, she is immediately apprehensive that there will be anything that caters to anyone who looks and believes like her. Really early on in the dialogue makes it clear that this group is very cisnormative, heteronormative, and doesn't think beyond a gender binary. On top of the subtle microaggressions and sometimes clear ignorance on the part of the head camp counselor, Charlie is also struggling with her faith in God. The head counselor is named B, and B co-facilitates with her daughter Penny. The camp is a wider tradition in the area it takes place in, where one of the town settlers, aka colonizers, um, from a hundred years or a hundred 50 years prior, named Beatrice Tilson, once took women in their little town on a week-long 50-mile expedition to a place where they created a women-only shrine where they would spend a day of worship and do some kind of special ceremony at that point. And the special ceremony is referred to a bunch of times, but we don't really find out what the special ceremony is yet. And, well, this camp actually tries to recreate this expedition for teenage girls. And we learn very early on that Charlie is not much of a hiker. On the first day, Charlie is paired up with another camper named Sydney to be in charge of filling the water supply. In a private moment, Sydney shares with Charlie that she's trans, but no one else at the camp knows. It's pretty clear that if this information was known, it would probably be even less of a welcoming space. Sydney and Charlie bond over the shared experience of being in a space that was never intended for either of them. As the Crow Flies is not a complete story, the webcomic is still going and I think is updated around weekly. The graphic novel is a great way to read a large chunk of the story and get caught up. People who read this and did not know that it's part of a larger comic found the abrupt end of the book disappointing, so that's why I'm letting you know now like the story is still in progress. And one more thing that I wanted to mention is the beautiful colored pencil artwork. The story takes place almost entirely outdoors, and the artwork is absolutely lovely. Again, this is As the Crow Flies by Melanie Gilman. The second book I want to talk about today is titled Fierce Femmes and Notorious Liars, A Dangerous Trans Girl's Confabulous Memoir by Kai Cheng Tom. I have a few content warnings for this book. Um, Rape and molestation, transphobic language, violence, including murder of trans women and self-harm. 
Fierce Femmes and Notorious Liars is a fictionalized, fantastical memoir. In the introduction, the author asks, and I'm quoting here, Where are all the stories about little, swarthy-skinned robber trans girls waving tiny knives made of bone? About trans teenage witches with golden eyes who cut out their own hearts and lock them in boxes so that awful guys on the internet will never break them again. About trans girls who lost their father in the war and their mother to disease and who go forth to find where death lives and make him give them back. This novel is a reply to these questions, but it's not only a reply, it's a scream, it's a yell, it's a song. I really, really loved it. The protagonist is an Asian teenage trans girl who runs away from a city called Gloom. She leaves her parents who have expectations of her to, one, not be trans, and two, go to university, among other things. She also leaves her little sister Charity, to whom she writes letters that are scattered throughout the book. A few things about our protagonist. She is in her late teens. She is a kung fu expert. She has a companion ghost. And ghost friend, as she calls them, is the only thing, only person that can give her an orgasm. One more thing, our protagonist is a pathological liar. Upon her arrival to the City of Smoke and Lights, she is found by Kamaya, a fierce femme who takes in all the trans girls seeking love, community, safety, and home. The epicenter of the city where the fiercest femmes can be found is called the Street of Miracles. The Street of Miracles has its own history and mythology, and it has its own way of keeping the inhabitants safe. We meet more fierce femmes like Rapunzel, Lucretia, Valeria, Alzana the Witch, and many more. Kamaya, who our protagonist first meets, runs the Femme Alliance building known as FAB, which is a health and social services center for trans women and sex workers. Also throughout the book are poems about the pocket knife that our protagonist uses to cut herself, which then there's a poem later in the book that is not about cutting, but about growing and healing. And I think juxtaposing these is done really, really well. At one point, one of their group gets murdered. A number of them form the Lipstick Lacerators, a revenge gang who runs around terrorizing and beating the crap out of men who would see trans women as victims. Remember, our protagonist is a kung fu expert and things get really violent. There is so much more I want to tell you about this book, but I don't want to ruin it for you. So I will just highly, highly recommend Fierce Femmes and Notorious Liars, A Dangerous Trans Girl's Confabulous Memoir by Kai Chang Tom. I realized once it was too late that while Melanie Gilman, the creator of As the Crow Flies, is non-binary, most of the characters featured in the books I chose are trans femme, but also a couple of the books I wanted to talk about that aren't quite old enough to call backlist yet. I wanted to give a shout out to, so one of those is The Deep by Rivers Solomon and Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe and Phoebe Kobabe. One more little note, a couple of episodes ago, I recommended The Prince and the Dressmaker by Jen Wong, and I did not give a content warning for a humiliating public outing, and I should have. My apologies to anyone who listened to the show and picked up the book and were unpleasantly caught off guard. I will do better. That's it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you so much to our sponsor. 
You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com backslash all the books. If you're a fan of all the backlist and you want to show us some love, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers find us. If you want to talk about books or nerdy stuff or check in on my shenanigans, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at The Info File, as in the lover of information. In the meantime, have a great weekend, drink some water, and happy reading. Happy reading.